0: friends, welcome to the Metamorphs Podcast. One day I'm going to record a fun little intro for this, but um, today is not that day. So for those of you who don't know, maybe this is your first one to listen to, my name is Lindsay Boynton, and I own a fitness facility called CrossFit Backward Arrow in Abilene, Texas with my husband, Josh, and together we encourage healthy living through body, mind, and spirit. My passion in particular is spreading awareness of the power of our minds and helping people transform their lives the way that I have using some of the techniques and things um, that I've learned along the way. So I like to share them here and on my Facebook page so you can find me there. Today we're going to shift topics a little bit. Um, last week we were talking about habits and today we're going to talk about emotions. And while emotions initially don't really seem related to changing your habits, they're actually a crucial part. And um, I'll talk to you a little bit about that today. So, emotions and feelings are a huge part of our decision making process, whether we realize it or not. If you don't understand how to recognize and properly process your emotions, you're setting yourself up for failure again and again. You're gonna be a victim of your patterns rather than taking charge of your life and understanding what's going on below the surface. Depending on your source, there are usually considered to be five core emotions. Those are fear, anger, sadness, love, and joy. From there, stem all the other emotions which you can look at on Google if you search emotion wheel. You can take a look at that. It's a very helpful visual for people who have a difficult time identifying what they're feeling beyond those core emotions. It's not something that comes naturally to everybody. So I really like that emotion wheel. It's helpful. I often find um, when I'm coaching people that they can say, well, I'm mad. And that's a very broad feeling. So I'll ask them. Are you frustrated that something isn't going your way? Are you jealous of something? Are you hurt by something or someone? Are you embarrassed? Because all of these fall under the core emotion of anger, but they require different expressions and results to resolve. So being able to attune yourself to your feelings will go a very long way in changing your habits and um, especially will improve your relationships, especially If you're married or with, um, you have children, work relationships, that kind of thing. In her memoir titled Unbroken, Jewel says, Unfelt feelings don't cease to exist. They stay bottled up in our minds and our bodies. They dissipate when given expression. And when I read that, it also reminded me of a quote I came across a long time ago, Um, From Freud, who also said that unexpressed emotions will never die. They are buried alive and will come forth later in uglier ways. So, I've come across this several times um, throughout my studies and throughout my experiences. And at a certain level, I've known this to be true that our emotions stay bottled up sometimes. But after coming across this, um, I decided that I was going to do a little research. And it turns out that there are quite a few studies linking physical and bodily symptoms with stressful life events and um, history of abuse. So one particular article, um, which is cited in the podcast notes if you want to go look it up and um, do some research on your own. This research study explained that having a history of psychological trauma abuse or stressful life events, interpersonal difficulties, any of those things are relatively common among patients with medically unexplained symptoms. So that could mean you're coming in because you're having pain in various areas like your head, Um, maybe it's like IBS, or um, sometimes it's just overall pain like fibromyalgia, dizziness, heart palpitations, any of those kinds of things. And not only that, but having a history of trauma, abuse, and stress, this is also associated with increased anxiety and depression. So, they wanted to look into this, and in the study, they found that people who have difficulty identifying and labeling emotions, or maybe who have a history of suppressing their emotions and don't really actively engage and work through negative emotional experiences this can prolong and maintain an excessive stress response in the body which stress response in the body is a whole nother topic on its own Um, that's a lot of different things that can be going on and obviously unwanted so they decided um, what they did is they recruited a group of people who were experiencing unexplained pain and they gave them a 90 minute interview that was designed to help them review and evaluate some past painful experiences. And through this process, what they found, they concluded that helping people confront rather than avoid memories and emotions related to stressful experiences can reduce somatic symptoms such as pain, and psychological symptoms such as anxiety, depression, and interpersonal sensitivity. The bottom line of the study and the research that they included is that emotional expression reduces negative, symptom, negative symptoms associated with bottling up our feelings. Just talking it out with somebody for 90 minutes, these people experienced relief from some of the pain that they were feeling. That is fascinating. So you're probably asking, that's great, but what does this mean for me? Well, I'm going to tell you three things that we can take away from this information. One, learn to keenly identify your emotions. Get out of the core, the core five, and be able to differentiate between those emotions within, like the example that I gave you. Instead of just only being able to say, I'm mad or I'm sad, be able to identify the specific emotion that you're feeling. And this is going to help you recognize why you're acting a certain way. Whatever that is, maybe you're eating something you don't want to eat, drinking, you're procrastinating, maybe you're having some difficulty in a relationship, be able to identify the exact emotion that you're feeling. That will help lead you to know how to resolve that. Two. Find a way to express your emotions in a positive way. And this is going to be different for everyone. I can't give you a prescribed way to do this. Um, I am a crier. I usually just feel a lot better after a good cry. Um, Others find physical activity helpful. Writing, talking, creating, whatever method works for you, do it. Any way that you can think through and kind of take that experience and send it out is a way of expressing emotion. But simply ignoring them is only helpful for so long. It seems helpful in that moment, but over time, it's not. When you keep shoving your emotions down into a bag, eventually that bag is going to get full and negative things start happening either physically, emotionally, relationally. Oftentimes, it's all of those things that are affected. So until you address that buried emotion, these symptoms are not going to subside. So if you feel like you're just experiencing some of that, like you're having a lot of headaches, or you know, your upper back and neck are hurting all the time, and maybe you're having trouble sleeping, and, and people that you used to get along with, you're kind of butting heads with now, and you can't really identify what's going on, you're probably having some kind of suppressed emotion from an experience that you haven't processed. And that's okay. Um, Once you realize that, then you can learn to identify the emotion and find a way to express it, right? So three, teach your children or whoever you have influence over to do this too. And as a parent of a two-year-old, I know what it's like. We're in the middle of the grocery store and my daughter sees a bottle of chocolate milk and wants it. I say no and the screaming begins. If I give in, I teach her that throwing fits gets you what you want. But if I tell her, you know, hush, we're in public, I teach her to be ashamed of her emotions. And it's very tempting to just be like, hey, cut it out, get it together. Or I'm going to put you in timeout or whatever it is. But instead, it's much better to acknowledge the emotion. Um, I'll tell her, I'm really sorry that my decision upset you. I know that it's sad when we don't get what we want. And it's okay to be sad. But crying isn't going to change the situation right now. So, can we find something to be happy about? I may try to direct her attention to something else. Um you know, let her cry for a few minutes and then say, okay, now we're going to shift gears and get out of this. So it may seem time consuming in the moment, but the long-term payoff of emotional health is well worth it. If maybe you have some older children, you can kind of work on teaching them to count when they're angry. Um, take a deep breath. I work on breathing with my daughter too. Um, Maybe they go for a bike ride or listen to a song that they like. Um, Any of these things are helpful for teaching them that it's important to recognize and acknowledge, but then properly process these strong emotions that they're having. The best way to teach this process, aside from those examples I just gave you, is to model the behavior yourself. If emotional things freak you out, Find a coach or a counselor to help you. The, the process can be intuitive, but oftentimes we've just been trained and we've grown up a certain way that getting back in touch with our inner lives requires some help and direction. And that's okay. That's why I'm here. That's why people like me are here to help you. So through this process, remember, feelings are like waves. You can't stop them from coming, but you can decide which ones to surf. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to share it. Subscribe to get more. You guys have a fantastic week and we'll talk next time.